Session 45 of the Law of One, let's talk more about this raw contact and somewhat about Wanderers today. Let's begin. Just like in the last video, in the previous session, this session, session 45, was excluded from the original books and it's only found in its entirety in book five. So if you're gonna look in the original books, you're not gonna find it there. You're gonna see why, just like last session was specifically about Carla and how she was deteriorating with the contact the session took a little bit uh, of that and uh, they mostly there's a little bit of information that I I wish they could have put in the original books uh, not that anything was lost or anything but there was some information that wasn't exactly you know maintenance uh, contact maintenance as they call it there were some questions about wonders which gives us a pretty good insight but again it was in, along the lines of Don, Carla, and Jim. So, um, with that being said, the first question that we have, actually, uh, I want to talk about a little bit of something else that happened in this session, which is funny, because in the realism version, you will find that Toby Wheelock, which is, again, the, the version that I use, which has everything, uh, Toby Wheelock did a, a phenomenal job at transcribing everything that was on the cassette audios and that includes something particular that happened in this session which was that they got a delivery from um, some waterman like water delivery and the guy uh, even though they put a note of no uh, no interruptions you know no disturb um, it got ignored and I don't have it in the slides and I'm not gonna read it but if you go in the law of one info you can find session 45, all the details that when they started getting the uh, knocking on the door and the truck, you know, just making noise and distracting the whole thing until I think they even banged on, on the door, like the raw contact door. I don't even know how that happened. I don't know if it was like a door that led to the outside. It's just weird, but this guy was very insistent in getting in um, in the house or you know getting his water delivered so that's something that's covered there if you look in the law of one.info or if you happen to have I don't think the religion version is on any books or anything but uh, all the it's funny you just see really like a like a book you know the honking of, of the truck the guy knocking at the door the screaming and all this stuff uh, you'll, you're gonna see something when we approach that that part, which I think is where where it was. I'll look it up and uh, I'll let you know. Like, because there's one answer that Ron gives that it's it reflects this. So, in any case, we can go into the first question again. Um, this was after I think it was a week. Let me just corroborate. Uh, this was April sixth, uh, 1981. Well, this was nine days after session 44 so they did take a good break especially Carla who needed it a lot so um, that's nine days of rest and so the first question that we have is Don saying 
Could you give us an estimate of the instrument's physical condition for communications now that she is rested? And Ra says, the instrument's condition as regards the bodily complex is extremely poor. This instrument is not rested. However, this instrument was eager for our contact. So, um, uh, I note that Ra is saying, as regards the bodily complex. So, that means, remember, we are a mind-body-spirit complex. It means that we have a complex of body, complex of mind, and a complex of spirit. So when they talk about the bodily complex, they're talking about the physical body that we have, the structure, you know, our physical chemical body. And it's extremely poor. However, um, and, you know, Ron says that she's not rested. I don't know why. Um, she did take nine days, but she was still not rested. I don't know what that means, but... I do know that Carla was in a very fragile state and that was just her nature, it seems, because she always said it in her books and um, she describes even here in The Raw Contact in book five, how she was when she was 12 or something, around that age she had like renal failure, uh, her kidneys were given up on her, uh, she had some pulmonary disease, I, I think too, I mean she was... She was very uh, weak in terms of, uh, of her body. So all of this was, I guess, taking a toll on her too, because we know that the raw contact was very demanding on her. So her body was, you know, really, uh, really sick. And uh, Ra says that, you know, she wasn't rested, but she was eager for contact, which again just shows her devotion to trying to do this contact, which in my opinion, you know, it's very noble, but you have to take care of yourself first before you take care of others. And, you know, devoting yourself to something like this, to work like this is, you know, is for other people, it's not for yourself. Um, it's a pretty selfless uh, act. However, you have to know how to take care of you if you want to help in the long run, you know, people, which she did, you know, she, she, um, she took advice and she obviously lasted for a long time. I think she died in 2015, I don't know what age, uh, probably 60, 75, says mid-70s, I would think Carla would be at that point. And, you know, she was, even though she continued to be weak, she just was alive and that's all that mattered because she, she helped channel a lot, she trained a lot of channelers, she wrote books, she... And beyond all of that, she was just alive, being here, radiating that love and light that she represented. So I think that's more important than anything else. Uh, just you being alive and well and being happy and healthy. That's uh, healthy in the sense, not as sickness of the body, but healthy in terms of lower energy centers. That's what health means. You are a healthy person if you have your energy centers flowing. And that's all that matters. So in any case... This questions, uh, this well, the questions are going to be kind of fast, but the session itself, it's not going to be that long, I suppose, because it's not much to talk about. Um, but Don says in question two, did the period of abstinence from contact help the instrument's physical condition? Ra says this is correct. The probability of this instrument's development of what you would call disease, either of the pulmonary nature or the renal nature, which she did have problems in the past was quite significant at our previous contact. You have averted a possible serious physical malfunction of this instrument's bodily complex. 
It is to be noted that your prayerful support was helpful, as was this instrument's unflagging determination to accept that which was best in the long run, and thus maintain the exercises recommended without undue impatience. So, um, yeah, Carla was feeling uh, better in terms of what she was facing at that time. She was facing um, a lot of issues. I mean, it sounds to me like this was a development of a chronic disease or cancer, could be. Um, maybe, I don't know, I'm just guessing here. But again, her kidneys and her lungs were significantly affected in the past. Uh, so they had um, kind of you know, averted that, that, that possible serious physical malfunction. Could be even death. She was, I mean, you once you have chronic issues in one of your organs and you continue to not pay attention to that, which in this case is just, you know, the exercises that Ra gave to, be, you need a little bit more than just diet and exercise. You, It's your mind really what's making your body, right? So you have to take care of your mind and the mind needs rest. The mind needs distraction. The mind needs you know, uh, enjoying life, you can be, and, and you know, even me saying that is wrong, or it's not totally true, I don't know what anybody needs, everybody needs to know themselves, to know what they need, you know, so, in this case, you know, Ra had given, you know, Carla this, and this is why I'm repeating it, which is a, uh, we saw it in the, in the previous session, that she, she had to, she had a, uh, what do they say? Um, like, like a preference, or she had she had an interest in a variety of things, and she should enjoy that. So, um, but in any case, the thing is that Ross says that it is also it was also helpful that um, I guess Jim and Carla prayed a lot for her, gave those intentions. Again, it's not about the prayer itself. I don't know what kind of prayer did they do? Uh, it's about the intention of what you what you do. You could just be thinking, you know, sending love and light, imagining love light, or just, you know, praying to God, you know, Almighty, or you can just be meditating, you know, and, and thinking about her in a loving way. It doesn't matter. Um, it's just the intention of what you want. So that was helpful. And also, her determination to accept, you know, what was best in the long term, as opposed to, um, you know, just the short term, I'm gonna die for the service. <laughs> so she did create a little bit of consciousness there, and the exercises recommended without undue impatience. Good to know. So Ra continues, says, it is to be further noted that those things which aid this instrument are in some way contradictory and require balance. Thus this instrument is aided by rest, but also by diversions of an active nature. This makes it more difficult to aid this instrument. However, once this is known, the balancing may be more easily accomplished. And this um, this shows something interesting. Like we have sometimes contradictory things that we desire, that we enjoy. And I'm gonna get to a, a very uh, short conclusion here in terms of what this means for us. But let me, let me first um, discuss what they say that there is a contradictory nature into what requires balance. Um, because, you know, they say uh, she could rest, but she'd also, you know, is she 
she's benefited by rest and she's also benefited by an, by an active nature of doing things, right? So there's a balance there. You need to strike a balance between rest and activity because you enjoy both and you can benefit from both. We have, this is a contradictory nature and I'll get to some other stuff. This makes it more difficult to aid this, this instrument because it is a balance that only she knows. There's nothing raw or anybody can say to, you know, it's like when they tell you eat healthy, you know? <laughs> I mean, you, only you know what is healthy. That's a long topic, but it is, it's, it seems contradictory sometimes because one of the things that I learn as somebody who study nutrition and biology for a long time in terms of the nourishment of the body and the function of the body is that you need the stress of certain things. In fact, a lot of things that we eat put a stress on our body because they it's supposed to do that. You know, fasting is supposed to put a stress on the body. However, you know, it's I know it's not a, it's related to diet, but it's still you know it's uh, it's not about eating. However, it's a stress that you put on your body. Um, and, and that's the thing, you know, you, you have to have uh, a little bit of, of stress in, in, in say, in, in nutrition, like I said. And, um, you know, that, that's accomplished by you knowing what you need, what you want. Um, so they say, you know, it's, it's hard to, to, to say because it depends on, on the individual, just like in nutrition, you know, I can tell you you know, eat vegetables and fruits, but it's not gonna do it. No, sometimes you also need to, you know, to eat some things that may may shock your body, you know, and make it work in different ways. Variety of foods is important too, not just stick with one thing, which I did for a long time. And, you know, it's probably, <laughs> it's, a, it's a mental uh, imbalance that comes in your mind. That's why a lot of people go into uh, binging, binge eating because they have been restricting themselves too much. So you need, you know, you, you need a balance into these things. It's not like, you know, push one end and then the other end extreme, like that's not how it works. So um, yeah, the balancing may be more easily accomplished once this is known, you know, once uh, the, the person knows what it needs. And here I go to certain things like say, I like to study a lot. I like to read books. I like to, you know, watch documentaries. I like to, uh, I don't know, watch seminars and so on. And that's a really important thing. But I also like to play video games. You know, I, I, I like to just, you know, just sit down, look at nature, you know, for a while, which is not meditation. It's not contemplation. I'm just sitting there just uh, thinking. I like to do that. You know, those are things that may be contradictory in, in nature you know, in terms of learning, I'm just relaxing or playing or, you know, just talking to somebody. But that really brings a balance into your life. You know, and some people, um, when I say some people, it's, I'm always including myself there in some, in one way or another. Um, we may like to just uh, get really to the extreme. Like, okay, no, I need to learn about this and I need to devote myself. Uh, and that really just, makes your mind go in out of balance in you have to you have to always know yourself what is it that you want you know whatever you like doing you like going for a walk and it's like oh it's a waste of time you know people say the meditation is a waste of time i think it's the only way to use time <laughs> in meditation because you're forced to the present and it's the only time there is but i digress 
the point is that you know there, there's a good message for us to take here in terms of how to balance ourselves which always changes you know I, I may play video games now but it's not like I used to in the past and that's because I don't want it anymore I don't need it anymore it's just like let me relax you know I'll drink a cup of wine you know once in a while and I may you know oh you know you are you supposed to eat drinking alcohol like who cares that's a that's one of the stress that I I found you know in my nutrition uh, because in nutrition they would tell you like alcohol is not good because it's toxic and so on and so on but there are there is research that shows that the body you know needs sometimes a little bit of um, of stress am I telling you to drink alcohol no <laughs> uh, you probably already do but that's not the point um, it's just to show that your body needs to activate those uh, those mechanisms you know to process alcohol and you know it's 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 part of our body it's it's there but I'm not saying you should drink alcohol it's just the different stressors that you may you know put in your body uh, some of the things that we eat are slightly toxic but the body needs that you know berries believe it or not you know they have certain toxins you know that the body it's not like you're getting intoxicated but you you put your body to to certain um, stress to each their own that's why everybody has different uh, cravings and different things it's, it's a long topic but I'm going longer than I should here let's go to question uh, three balance balance isn't everything so whatever you are whatever you like whatever you think you know you enjoy bring it on but just in balance question three uh, Don says, can you tell me if a large percentage of the Wanderers here now are those of Ra? We're talking about the Wanderers on Earth, 1981. And Ra says in their typical <laughs> answers, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. Are you asking me? <laughs> Question four, Don says, are they? Uh, I just think that's funny how they sometimes talk like that. Especially in the format that they were asking the questions and waiting for the long answer. Ra says in response, a significant portion of six density wonders are those of our social memory complex. Another large portion consists of those who aided those in South America. Another portion, those aiding Atlantis. All six density and all brother and sister groups due to the un, uh, unified feeling that as we had been aided by shapes such as the pyramid, so we could aid your peoples. That's phrased a little poorly, but I know what they mean. Uh, so yeah, Don asks, you know, are, um, can you tell me if the the majority of people are from uh, from the rock? You know, one, first of all, let's establish Wanderers. Wanderers, back in 1981, Ra said that it was about 65 million people. 65 million people of the population. Uh, I think it was around 4 billion people on Earth at that time. Now we have almost doubled that, so we would think at least that there has been a... And also, Ross said there's a heavy influx right now of wonders. I was born in 1982. So anybody who is my generation is, um, and of course is interested in this material, I always say, like, come on, let's, let's just be honest. If you're interested in this and you are, uh, you are resonating with the material, compare yourself to the vast majority of people out there who doesn't even know what you know what chakras are or energy centers or densities of let alone densities of consciousness a lot of people in spiritual circles are very attracted to this because of the attraction of four density 
And that is, you know, it's fantastic. That's what we need. But there's few people who are interested in this material. I mean, look at the subscribers here. <laughs> look at the people, you know. Uh, even the, I think, the most uh, popular person talking about the law of one, and not specifically, but a lot of the law of one, Aaron Apke. I mean, he gathers a lot of people. But there is only a few people who are interested in the law of one, you see? And, um, you know, the rest is it's really uh, cool stuff. And Aaron presents it amazing. But, you know, we're still not millions of people who are creating this community. I've talked to Gary Bean, uh, the person in uh, in NLL Research, along with Jim McCarty and Austin Bridge. Um, and, you know, he, he expressed to me that the, uh, the Law of One is still a kind of, in his word, an obscure material, obscure work. Obscure in the sense that you know, it's not out there, you know, it's it's not presented. So that to me shows that people interested in this stuff are wonders. What does that mean? You know, oh, it's a special quality to me. You know, first of all, I have no idea who I am. So I won't, I, you will never hear me claim that I am a wonderer, star seed, whatever. I am a human. That's all I am. I'm really interested in this stuff. But I do recognize that a lot of people, the way they talk to me, it, it's like... You know, the comments that you guys leave me sometimes, it's just like, it's so obvious, you know, that you are remembering this, you know, it's not like you're, um, you're learning it for the first time. And the attraction to this energy of understanding, of view, of perception, of consciousness, it's beyond, you know, most of the stuff out there. Um, just a little short here, parenthesis, my Spanish community had me uh, read the Kibalion, I think it's pronounced that way. The work of Hermes, uh, Hermes, Hermes uh, Trismegistus, the uh, the Egyptian guy who uh, gave the Hermetic principles and so on, and um, you know that that material I, I always heard I never read it I was just not interested, and the material is it's pretty renowned for you know because a lot of people love it and there's a reasons for that so I read it. Um, I got into it, I read it, and I found it fantastic. It's awesome. However, it's still like a introductory. They even say it, you know, in, in the Kibalion. It was written by, it's still kind of unknown who wrote it, uh, but they, I forgot his name, but they attribute it to one guy uh, at the end of the 19th century who wrote it. But in any case, it's material that is for the interest of the people who are serious about this stuff and they just want to get into it. And then further material is required. But see, this material itself is it's still introductory. The raw material and other stuff, especially Buddhist teaching. To me, Buddhist teaching is, I don't want to say beyond the raw material, but a lot more practical and useful for humans because there's a lot of stuff that the raw material gives us that to me are not practical you know to know how love light and free will created the universe or science in general is not that practical to be honest it's a wonder you know to know it's phenomenal but hey let's face it you know none of that stuff is really relevant the only relevant thing is what makes you know yourself and nothing like buddhist teaching for that so 
However, you know, for people who are into metaphysics and so on, raw material is very, you know, complete. It's it's a it's a wholesome material in that way that it just takes everything into consideration. So my point is that if you're interested, chances are you're a wanderer. That doesn't give you anything, you know, special beyond, you know, the the recognition that you're here to not fool around. <laughs> you're here to become the greatest, you know, uh, version of yourself there is. Of course, you came in with certain uh, configurations and uh, certain experiences that you want to catalyst that was programmed and so on. But that for you is nothing, you know, compared to who you are when you recognize who you are, if you consider yourself a wanderer, because you love this stuff and you, you're just so attracted to it, that just calls for, I'm going to call it responsibility, because that's, that's the law of responsibility, actually, which makes you, you know, once you know, you know, you have the responsibility to, uh, to become it. So, you know, just like I was telling Julie last night, it's a privilege to know to realize, to remember who we are, but it's also a humbling service that we provide, not to others directly, but to others indirectly by radiating ourselves in the best way possible. Again, by knowing yourself and becoming that self. So that is, to me, you know, why there is a heavy influx of wonders because they came here to alleviate, as in raw words, um, to alleviate the load of the planet, the load of the collective consciousness, just by radiation, just by simply being alive. Even if they are uh, covered by the veil and they're not in their their own in their own skin, so to speak. So, what do they say? Significant portion of six density wonders are those of our social memory complex. Chances are, of the millions of wonders that now exist here. I would estimate there are hundreds of millions at this point. That's just because I tie in the word or the phrase heavy influx of wonders at this time, Ra said, it was a heavy influx, a lot of wonders incarnating. Plus it was 65 millions back in 1981. It's been more than 40 years. They keep coming, keep coming, especially after 2012. There's a reason why they would come in from fourth density or at least graduates from third density to fourth density. They want to do their work here, which is something very likely to happen, but that requires a, a long refresher that I'm not willing to do on how we uh, we decide to move around from densities and graduation, harvest, and so on. But my point is that a lot of those wonders are from the raw group. Why is that? Because we know that the majority of wonders are from sixth density. And if Don is asking, you know, that, you know, where are these wonders from? Uh, and Ross says, you know, yeah, um, a significant portion of six density wanderers are from the raw group. Then they say another large portion consists of those who aided those in South America. It is thought or considered to be serious. At least Scott Mandelker thinks so. I believe it's so, and there's a reason for that. I think also the Dogons in Africa were visited by the Syrian um, uh, six density uh, social memory complex because they always associate themselves with fish and there is a I forgot if they have an even if they even have a name it's so ancient in Peru they have the same symbol that the Dogons have and it's a fish with um, with some ornaments and stuff and you can still find that I forgot the name of it 
but it's in Peru and in Africa, uh, the Dogons, they have the same thing and they, you know, they claim, uh, tradition claims that they were visited literally by, by aliens. <laughs> well, what we call aliens now, they were visited by higher beings who taught them, you know, how to do things and this and that. This sounds like the work that those of the social memory complex that aided South America did, right? So supposed to be Syrian and another portion those aiding Atlantis I don't know who they are but that's another social memory complex now the rest of the answer is that sounds a little bit confusing uh, confusing when they say all six density and all brother and sister groups all six density they're basically saying that all of those social memory complex all are six densities all are brothers and sister groups due to the unified feeling that as we had been aided by shapes such as the pyramid, so we call, so we could aid your peoples, basically saying, um, all we're all brothers and sisters in that we're all six density, but also because we were all aided by the pyramids, and thus we all said, hey, if it worked for you and for you and for me, let's do with this uh, um, barbarians <laughs> down here. Let's give them pyramids and see what happens. Yeah, they were kind of off a little bit with, you know, our belligerent nature and our desire to dominate society. So, hey, well, you know, you make mistakes. Even in sixth density, you make mistakes. So, um, if you consider yourself a wanderer, chances are you are from this, one of these social memory complex. Um, and it's interesting to say another large portion are those who ate in South America and another portion so it seems like it's a, a significant portion of, let's call it 60, 30, 10, or 60, 20, 20, maybe. No, it has to be more. A significant portion, maybe 60% are raw, uh, 30%, because they also, they say, uh, those who ate at Atlantis um, or another portion. But in any case, you know, it's a mix of those three social memory complex. You, if you consider yourself a wanderer, you may be from there. So uh, take notes. You're here to um, pay for your mistakes for building the pyramids. <laughs> Sounds so human, uh, but no, you're here. You're here to to have fun. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Just enjoy your life. All right, Don says, question five. Can you say if any of the three of us are of Ra or one of the other groups? Yes. <laughs> Don says, can you say which of us, which of us are of which group? No. <laughs> I love Russ answers here. Clearly they weren't very thrilled about, about this topic. And Don says, are all of us of one of the groups that you mentioned? It's a very clever way to ask what he wanted to know. And Ross says, we shall go to the limits of our attempts to refrain from infringement. Those, I correct myself, Two are a sixth density origin, one a fifth density harvestable, two sixth, but choosing to return as a wanderer due to a loving association between teacher and student. Thus, you three form a greatly cohesive group. Indeed, they do. So, I don't know, I would be speculating because of their personality to guess who was from where. I mean, again, Don wanted to know, you know, can you tell us if we're all, you know, um, I forgot. Let me read it again. 
I, don't, I have I have very short memory. My RAM is very short. What do you say? You wanted to know if the three of them are were from Ra <laughs> or another group. Can you tell us what are social memory complexes? And they say yes, we can. And they say, can you tell us, you know, from which group? And they say no. <laughs> so basically, we can't tell you uh, from where you are. Like that's that's an infringement of, of free will. You're not supposed to know this. They're breaking the veil for you. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to break it yourself and believe in it. You know, are you from Ra? Are you from those who ate at South, uh, South America or Atlantis? I don't know. What do you feel? That's the question. What do you feel? And do you trust yourself? Maybe you'll be changing every day. No, 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 I'm from the Atlantis. Then you learn something terrible on Atlantis. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm from Ra. Oh, never mind. Uh, that depends on you. So they say, you know, we can answer that without, you know, uh, infringing upon free will. And say two are of sixth density origin. They don't say, you know, from which social memory complex. One, a fifth density harvestable, meaning that there is a fifth density entity in one of them three that was um, possibly harvestable, or they say it's harvestable, to sixth, but choosing to come back as a wanderer, so returning, incarnating here as a wanderer because they had a loving association between teacher and student. So was this Jim and Carla? Was this Jim and, I mean, um, Carla and Don because they had a loving association? Am I being human here by saying that the loving association between Jim and Don wasn't long enough? I don't know. Uh, Carla did stay for, I mean, 15 years or so with Don, I think. And then Carla with Jim stayed for the remainder of her life, which was 30-something years. So, I don't know. Um, thus, you three form a greatly cohesive group. There's not much to say there. They, two of them were from six. I don't know which one. I really don't know. But, you think. So, could Carla be from fifth, then a loving relationship with Jim being six, or vice versa? Or Don being fifth? I don't know. What do you think? Let me know in the comments. What do you think? Let's see. Let's see what's the... Let's do a poll here if we can. And see what do you guys think. Alright. Yes, even if you're watching this months, years after I recorded this, leave it in the comments. It would be fun to have it there. Please, just say, you know, what do you think so far? What do you think? Who's Don, Jim, and Carla in terms of densities of consciousness? I actually correct myself that I said before that I thought Jim was third uh, density and Carla fourth. And um, yeah, I, I didn't know about this part. So, this was sessions ago. Don continues with the session. Question eight, he says, can you explain the right and left ear tone and what I call touch contact that I continually get? Uh, Ra says, this has been covered previously. Please ask for specific further details. This was covered in the last session. The tones that Don was hearing on his left and right ear. Actually, his left ear, but they covered right. Now Don is asking that, so he rephrases and says, I get what I consider to be a tickling in my right and my left ear at different times. Is this any different as far as meaning goes as the tone I get in my right and left ear? Ra says no. That's not very different from what we explained before. Let's just reread this here because he's asking, is this any different as far as the meaning goes as the tone I get? Yes, the tone and the tickling is the same thing, basically, that we talked about in the last session. So Don says, 
Why is the left ear of the service to self-contact and the right ear service to others? And this leads to an interesting answer. Ross says, the nature of your physical vehicle is that there is a magnetic field, positive and negative, in complex patterns about the shells of your vehicle. The left portion of the head region of most entities is, upon this time-space continuum level, at a negative polarity. That's quite interesting. So again, in session 44, Don asked about a ringing on his left ear. Ra said, that's negative contact. You're getting negative contact there. Uh, then he asked more. I forgot what he, uh, what Ra said. But in any case, go watch it. You know, session 44, previous one. <laughs> Um, so Don is asking, you know, is the tickling that I get, so basically everything that you feel, like I'm getting an itch right now on my right eye, does that mean positive contact, maybe? Um, so now don't get obsessed, you know, anything that gets in the, on the left side, oh my god, I'm being contacted. You are both polarities, you have to accept this, you know, you, you just have to discern, you know, what's going on. But don't get obsessed, please. <laughs> so, really good question, very scientific, Don says, why you know why does this happen like what's the nature of this and ross says that it's the physical vehicle that has a magnetic field that has positive and negative now it's a complex pattern but it's generally you know left negative right positive remember negative doesn't mean bad negative doesn't mean evil negative doesn't mean anything it's just what makes you and you discern from that so what type of person you are um, you're gonna get influence from both. For you to polarize towards a positive, you need to have been presented with a lot of negative stuff. That's just how it is. You don't, you cannot make a choice in polarity, in ethical, ethical polarity for the positive intensely if you don't have a similar uh, intense option, which is the negative, you know? Does that make sense? I hope it does, because you have to be presented with both, and it's your choice. Remember, this is the density of choice, Ra says, Kuo says, so it's important to keep that in mind, always. That's why it said, darkness, accept your darkness, your dark side, you know, that's how you transcend, you go into the heart and accept yourself, you love yourself that way. It's just not a you know a game of let me see how how good I can be. <laughs> that doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Anybody who is an advanced teacher will tell you that it doesn't work that way. You're not here to become the best person in the world. That does not exist. Simply, period. And if it exists, it's creating the equal amount of evil because you're being so good that you're creating so much evil in the world by mind uh, polarization. Your mind needs to create the negative polarity to feel positive. It's just how it works. So, yeah. The left portion of the head region of most entities. It's, a, it's, a, it's something to note when they say most entities, so not everybody. Upon the time-space continuum level of a negative polarity. This is really cool. Because time-space, okay? Space-time is the physical reality time space is the metaphysical reality and for this to be um the left side is on the negative it's almost like we're navigating both uh, both polarities of time space in third density okay 
So we have, it's not like, you know, it's always on our left because we are tuned into the negative from the left and we're tuned into the right. Again, you know, this is not like the left side of you is totally negative and the right side is totally positive. But it seems that when they say complex patterns about the shells of your vehicle, right? That's the, the magnetic field. It's um, complex patterns. Think about it as vortices or vortex that are that exist around your body. Some of them are positive, some of them are negative in nature because of the way they circulate energy, right? And so, you know, depending on, on your, your uh, they call it the shells of your vehicle. This is like, um, uh, what's the word? Oh, I can't think of the word, but it's, it's not dimensions. It's your, it'll come to me. It, it's, it literally is your aura, okay? And your aura has different shells. So, uh, depending on that, you may have some positive on this side, you know, percentage, a low percentage here, maybe a higher percentage for some other people, but still some positive on this side, some negative on this side as well. But in generally, generally, you're tuned into the negative on the left and positive on the right. So that is time space because we navigate time space. We are both. We are, it's almost like saying the pocket inside your, uh, your pants is part of the pants, but it's not, you know, when you take, when you put it pull it uh, inside out, then you've seen it from the outside, but it's still the inside. And if you put it inside, you still have an outside, but it's, you know, it's inside. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's just how it is. I often say that we here in the physical reality are just like, you know, pressed out of time space. And that's just what we are. You know, we're looking at time space being unified and push out just means like, oh, I feel like I'm outside. You know, I'm out of the world, but you are in the world. You are connected. Remember that your skin is a membrane that doesn't separate you from the world. Your skin attaches you to the world. You're attached to what? Breathing. Your pores are breathing. So there is a transaction between the air and you. You are part of the world. You are not part, you are the world in that sense. You are just an aspect of the world. So. Same in time space, you're an aspect of negative and positive. That's just the nature of being manifested, not only in the physical, but in the, metaf in the metaphysical as well. You are both. And so it is your will and your consciousness that actually polarizes and brings you to either path. Either path is, it's, uh, it's totally fine, positive or negative, but you need to polarize towards one so you can go up in the densities of consciousness. Okay, so. We're almost done here. Um, Don says, can you tell me the purpose of philosophy behind the fourth, fifth, and sixth density positive and negative social memory complexes? Really good question here. Ross says, finally, uh, we're at the end here and I'll just finish it up. The basic purpose of a social memory complex is that of evolution. Beyond a certain point, the evolution of spirit is quite dependent upon the understanding of self and other self as creator. This constitutes the basis for social memory complexes. When brought to maturity, they become social memory complexes. The fourth density and sixth density find these quite necessary. The fifth positive uses social memory in attaining wisdom, though this is done individually. In fifth negative, much is done without aid of others. So, question is, what is the philosophy behind social memory complexes 
positive or negative? Like, what's what's the deal with it? Why do we need social memory complexes? Well, we covered this already, and I think it was the last session when we talked about this. Or maybe the one before, I forget. But we, we did talk about this already, and this has to do with the nature of, let's call the, not only the density, but also, remember, densities are a an upstep, or let's say energy centers are a downstep of, of densities, of consciousness. Because your, your heart chakra is obviously love, right? But for density, it's also love. So fourth, fourth is the same thing, you know that. So when we compare our consciousness in terms of energy centers, we can see the same thing in higher densities. Now, what we can see in energy centers from our human perspective is that one deals with manifestation, red, okay? Root chakra, Malkuth, is the, um, it's the manifestation chakra. So it's, it's, it, it, it deals with the outside, okay? But in manifestation individually, then comes life. Life deals with um, social, if you will. You know, you, you have to um, you have to become one with the environment. You have to become one with the organisms that surround you. And you can see this as you know, mammals depend on each other. This is the highest levels of second density, in my opinion. And I think I'm pretty close to truth here, uh, or to the I don't want to call it truth. I'm always wary. Of, uh, of this this words um, you know what I mean it's um, the, the highest level of intelligence and love that I it's actually expressed by animals is seen and uh, compared to humans of course is in mammals that's why I said it doesn't mean that you know say birds don't have you know some some loving of course they do but it's just you know what I mean so it deals with 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 communion with communities and groups and now third density it's also like red you know it's an individual thing you don't need other people to um to say learn the lessons here you only need yourself to know yourself of course other people are mirrors of yourself quite bright mirrors of yourself but they are not being your you know you don't need them to grow, to, to go into the next density. And so it's individual again. Now in fourth density, it collapses into the group. And this is where we normally, uh, on average, the vast majority, it seems, as Ron said, uh, our fourth density is for social memory complex formation. And then from fourth, we go into fifth, and they denote this here. So this is why I'm saying all of this stuff, because the purpose of social memory complex is that of evolution. Just like, you know, um, they say beyond a certain point, the evolution of spirit is quite dependent on upon the understanding of self and other self as creator. This is for density. You have to learn this. You have to know. Even here in third density, you can learn this. You don't have to go to fourth density for that. You can see why. You know, if you're listening to this, you can already piece everything together. And you can see why other selves need to be seen as creator for you to evolve. Because you cannot continue on the path of separation until a certain point. Unless you really separate yourself and you really believe, you know, you you delude yourself of being the God Almighty um, in power, not in power, in power of the universe, in control of the universe. But I digress a little bit there. The point is that in fourth density, we do need this, you know, to understand it. It's, it's crucial for us 
for our evolution. And that's why four density is the density in which we form social memory complexes. It's needed. And then they said, you know, this, um, well, they say this constitutes the basis for social memory complex, like I said, or social complexes. Um, when brought to maturity, they become social memory complexes. This is four density. The four density and six density find these quite necessary because, again, just like four and six and two, two, four, six, orange, uh, green, and uh, indigo are all dependent on social memory complexes, whereas one or red, three or yellow, and five or blue, and five or blue, um, they all require, uh, they don't, they don't necessarily require a social uh, complex, but they, uh, they could benefit from it, of course, like we could do the same thing here. And obviously, some third density populations in other planets it doesn't seem like it's going to happen here. Uh, it still can happen. Hey, I'm not, you know, the, the, like Ross says, the probabilities, possibilities, vortices are not quite there, <laughs> but it can happen. Um, but it, it is possible. So I'm not saying that it's exclusively alone. Ross says that in the other session or the one before when they talked about this stuff, they said that fifth density can actually be accomplished by social memory complex and not necessarily, you know, individually, but it's your choice. You don't have to go to social memory complex. You can learn individually. And that's what they repeat here. The fifth positive uses social memory in attaining wisdom, though this is done individually. You can use the social memory, but you have to do, done, uh, do it individually. This is because once again, you are seeing yourself as co-creator. That's the key word, co-creator. And you have to see other people as co-creators. So now you're working again as mirrors in the sense of who you are. You're realizing you know, who you are in relation to others and how everybody can be co-creators. That's wisdom. That's just how you you see every other entity as co-creators of this, this whole universe. Third density, second density, first density, seventh density, logos, everything. They're all part of, uh, they're all creators. Every single photon is a creator. So that's the wisdom that are, you know awaits us in fifth density. So we kind of recap that from I think it was the last session. I believe it was. If not, don't blame me. I have a very bad memory when it comes to details like this. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for session 45. Again, this was a session that wasn't covered in the original books. You're going to find it in book five in its entirety. I think this is the only one aside from 44 that was uh, excluded like that. I, I don't really know. I'll see as I go through the sessions in the near future. And conclusions is pretty simple. We talked about um, wonders and then I love, I love talking about this last topic that has to do with what the energy centers are. When I woke up to the spiritual worlds, and for those who don't know, which by this time you should, I was, uh, I was not at all interested in spirituality. Um, to me, everything was religion, some sort of religion for control and so on. Um, so a couple of years ago, I had my awakening to spirituality. And one of the things, the reason why I mentioned this is because one of the things that aided me and really caught my attention was the chakra system, the energy centers. I didn't know anything about the law of one, but just really, it seemed structured to me and it seemed reasonable. And I could pin down everything in the world to that. So I took it as a field of study, the energy centers, myself, 
I didn't know anything about them. I just read things online and, you know, I, I saw behaviors and things and I, I would judge people, you know, on, on what I thought they were, you know, and how their consciousness was and this and that. And it was just fun, you know, to do. So uh, that's why I'm always excited to talk about this sort of evolution based on energy centers, healing through the energy centers, uh, balancing through the energy centers. Everything is energy centers because that's how the universe is expressed. You know, we do have a system of duality, polarity, as it exists, you know, from third density to fifth. Uh, in sixth density, we, we just get rid of it. Uh, but then uh, the, the way we manifest and we see the world is through the seven, the seven rays. And that to me is quite important. So again, just recapping the Wanderers thing, um, which is really important. I think knowing that you're a Wanderer helps you understand why you're so weird, why you have been so, you know, um, rebellious, outcast, different, so on, in terms of this, in terms of how you perceive things. I get messages all the time from people telling me, you know, oh, I'm, I feel so strange because I've always had this, you know, visions and I thought I was going crazy, but they're highly, you know, intellectual people. So they bury it you know, on, on, under some assumption, you know, um, and it's, it's almost like, you know, I don't want to talk about this stuff because it's just too weird. You know, people look at me strange, but now I understand it better. You know, now I can see how things relate and, and now I can put into context, you know, those experiences that I've had or that I continue to have or that I wake up in the middle of the night and I have this, now it makes sense. Yes, because now you're recognizing who you are. And, you know, it's making, it, this is like, like I said, this is a model that helps you understand yourself. And I think that's beautiful. So again, the wonder part is just for you to know more who you are and what's, what's your purpose here, you know? questions you know who are we those are the existential philosophical questions who am i what am i doing here what's my purpose what is this world you can understand that by knowing the wanderer um, description so i invite you to go into that and lastly yes the energy centers like i said it's a field of study that it's important to to just have your own interpretation you know and to to see the commonality in all the um, all the different, I would call it uh, belief systems that uses them, um, and yeah, it's all about body, mind, and spirit because those are the three things that create this world. The body is the physical one, the spirit is the metaphysical one, the mind is the one that creates both, <laughs> in essence, or processes both. It's the, it's the nexus point, the mind. That's why it, Buddhism is so important to me because it's the science of the mind, the study of the mind. And if you know that, then you understand the spiritual side and the physical side, just by knowing your mind. But mind alone is not everything, like the Kabbalion would say, but I correct the term that they use, all mind in the Kabbalion, I say is consciousness. Consciousness is at the root of anything. In fact, even that is wrong. Everything is consciousness, but even that is wrong. <laughs> consciousness is the only thing there is. Um, but yeah, we we have to we have to just you know get into terms with that. And I know society has made us believe something different, but I don't want to keep going off track here. That's all I got. Thank you so much for watching these videos. As usual, I really appreciate it. 
Um, I decided to do these videos for a reason, just because I wanted to put it out here uh, on YouTube. I am super grateful that people are watching it. I uh, am uh, super grateful that some of you have been donating and contributing to me and my work as I continue to do this. I, you know, it's not necessary, like I said. I made this commitment myself and I say I would do it until the end and I'll continue to do it just because I, I just love it. After the raw material, I'll continue to do, you know, what I do and I really appreciate the support that you guys give me. If, uh, if you don't know, in the description, you can find all that. It's not necessary, like I said. It just gives me, honestly, it's it just validates, you know, what I'm doing. And it's a validation that we all kind of sort of need. <laughs> um, but again, it's not necessary. Uh, the best way you can contribute to this is just, if you haven't subscribed, please uh, give a like and share it with people that may be interested. I don't uh, promote sharing just everywhere because I don't think this is, you know, for, for people that, or I guess, you know, to be more honest, this is not something that I think should be pushed on people. It's something that should be presented, you know, as everything else, you know, just presented there, just like I have on YouTube. I've never uh, promoted this channel. Just leave it here. You know, you guys have been coming here. I have no idea how, if it was somebody who suggested it or somebody, if you want to share how you came to the channel, let me know, because I'm always like curious, like, where are you guys coming from? You know, it's, it's over a thousand people already and I really, you know, I just record this, put it on YouTube and that's it. You know, recommendations maybe, maybe YouTube has helped me, I don't know. But that's the best way. Subscribe, share, uh, and yeah, notification bell I think helps with the algorithm of YouTube and so on. So, but that's it. More importantly, just be yourself and use this in a way that can be helpful for you. That's all I really care. That is enough to me. And that is enough for this video. I'll see you in session 46.